try. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome on this absolutely magnificent Pentecost Sunday. And on today we actually formally get to welcome Drake Douglas, our seminarian intern for this year. You'll see Drake somewhere back here. Uh, he's bearing the cross this morning and already um, stepping in to help out. Uh, we do have a coffee hour. Assuming it's in the parish hall, unless I'm told otherwise. Oh, it's outside. So we have coffee hour outside. I've seen a lot of good stuff coming in. So please plan to stay for coffee hour and greet Drake and get to know him. And his husband Charlie is here with him today as well. So it's a glorious day and a great day for celebration. And we begin with him 225. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, who on this day taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the 11, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Paul's letter to the church in Rome. All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then ears, ears of God and joint ears with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn this morning is hymn number 516. We'll sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the third verse after. Please stand and join in singing hymn 516 found in the blue hymnals. of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father? and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything, and remind you of all that I have said to you, Peace, I leave with you. 
my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. This morning, as we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, the great 50 days following the resurrection and the arrival of the Holy Spirit into the church, our neighbors around the corner this weekend have also celebrated Pentecost at the congregation Beth David. Their Pentecost is slightly different. This is the Feast of Shakut, the Feast of Tabernacles or Shelters. It is the feast that Peter refers to at the Transfiguration. And it marks the 50th day after Moses and the Israelites have gone into the wilderness. And Moses brings before them the laws of God. 613 referred to as Torah. So it is on this day that Luke is looking back as he tells his story in Acts of the arrival of the Holy Spirit or the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that he is thinking to the day when the relationship between the Almighty and his people has been defined. In the days of Moses, it was defined through the written, wa written laws, laws that taught people how to live in harmony with God in right relationship, and laws that taught how to live in harmony and right relationship with each other. So on that first Pentecost day, God's relationship declared with his people is one from on high, one that is taught through rules and regulations in order to guide us into a righteous relationship. That so contrasts with the Pentecost we celebrate today. The day that, that Jesus speaks of as he ascends into heaven, that he tells us about in this morning's passage from John, in which the Holy Spirit, which has been present on the earth throughout time, will make a great and undeniable appearance before us, and the church will be empowered with the authority as the body of Christ in the same way that Jesus was empowered and carried the authority of the Most High. Today is the day that we celebrate as the birthday of the church. And for those of us of a different generation, we remember that on this Sunday we would literally sing happy birthday. But really it is more about the empowerment of the church, of the moving of authority to heal and to reconcile, and to transform, and perform the miracles that Christ performed when he walked on this earth. Today we see it move from the apostles into the greater and wider community, 
And as we read through the book of Acts, what we're going to see is how in the beginning, Peter and the initial disciples sent out into the world by the Holy Spirit are able to perform similar miracles to that of Jesus himself. And then we will see from there a next ring out as we go from the first generation of apostles to the Apostle Paul, the beginning of the second generation, as the word is brought and proclaimed throughout the Mediterranean world. Again, seeing with Paul miracles performed that are not all that different than the miracles we saw performed by Jesus. For what was the mission of Jesus on this earth but to reconcile humanity with God? What is the mission of the church on this earth but to bring all people, reconcile all people in their relationship with God? We are the ongoing, uh, we are the ongoing wave in proclamation of the good news. We, through our baptism, are commissioned to go out into the world to not just proclaim the gospel, but to seek and offer the transforming love of God to those who have been separated or somehow pushed out and divided from God himself. Just imagine what this community, this world could look like if each and every one of us took ownership of our baptism, who understood that through the receiving of the waters of baptism, by dying to the life of this earth and rising up to new life in Christ, literally anointed, commissioned by the Holy Spirit to be the ministers of Christ crucified, to proclaim the resurrection and be the agents of God's love on this earth. Imagine how different this community this nation, and this world could be. But I think one of the greatest things that hold us back is our own lack of faith, our own confidence, just like Peter in the beginning, of knowing that we truly carry such power within us. And as I say these words, I think about a friend of mine for whom I preached at her funeral this past Wednesday. My friend's name was Martha, and Maureen and I met Martha and her late husband, Bill, when we were in seminary. As I tell people, I was the youngest member, member of my seminary class. Bill, having retired from DuPont, was the oldest member. And if it was not for them, Maureen and I are convinced that we would not have survived our first year of marriage. But Martha was a wonderful spirit-filled individual. She grew up in that generation, the great generation, in which women's roles was to be the support of her husband. They were both partners in marriage, partners in business, and partners in ministry. When Bill worked for DuPont, Martha entertained. When they traveled around the world on business, Martha entertained and supported her husband. When Bill was ordained to the priesthood, Martha was equally his partner in ministry. Together they cared for their parishes. Together they organized healing ministries. Together they developed centering prayer groups. Martha really never had a sense for the first 80-plus years of her life of her own individual ministry apart from Bill. And it wasn't until Bill died 14 years ago and Martha, due to her failing vision and health, decided to move from her home in Connecticut to a conglomerate care facility in Maine that Martha discovered her own sense of being commissioned, her own sense as minister of Christ 
I'll never forget the conversation I had with her 11 years ago when I asked her, how's it going? And she said, well, there's no spiritual activity here. And there are three retired clergy living here. And I think we should at least have some services and a centering prayer group. I said, okay, what's the problem? Well, none of the ministers want to start one. And I said, Martha, that may be because they're retired. <laughs> they have decided to rest from their labors. Martha did not think this was a good idea at all, but since she was unable to get anywhere, her niece encouraged her. Martha, why don't you start your own centering prayer group? I couldn't do that. Why not? It's just not right. Well, you're the only one. And so she did. And over the course of her 11 years at Piper Village, she had a centering prayer group. A prayer group that met every Tuesday evening and within weeks, 20 or more people were joining. A group of individuals that not only prayed together, but offered healing prayer to one another. And Martha's ministry did not end there, because as people transitioned from independent care to the nursing home care, Martha took it upon herself to visit each one every day, to check on them and pray with her. It was in that time that Martha discovered what so many of us also have yet to learn, that we, through baptism, have been anointed and commissioned for ministry. And that we are called to bring that ministry into the world, living and proclaiming the good news of the gospel and offering the transforming love of God. It is through this day on Pentecost that we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that we are reminded that the relationship between us and God has changed, that no longer does God rule us from on high, but guides us and partners with us, both around us, within us, before us, and behind us. And it's when we own that sense of ministry understand that we are empowered through baptism and the Holy Spirit to reconcile all people to God, then the church becomes a powerful entity and our communities transformed. All of that began on this day some 2,000 plus years ago, and the transformation of this earth will continue as long as one, just one, believes and trusts in their commission through baptism and seeks to be conduits of God in transforming this world. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. 
We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism through the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Church of God, that it may be filled with truth and love and be found without fault at the day of your coming, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Michael, our presiding bishop, for Nicholas, our own bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers, and for all holy people of God, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who fear God and believe in you, Lord Christ, that our divisions may cease and that all may be one as you and the Father are, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the mission of the church, that in faithful witness it may preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who do not yet believe, and for those who have lost their faith, that they may receive the light of the gospel, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, that a spirit of respect and forbearance may grow among nations and peoples, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those in positions of public trust, especially Joseph, our president, and Daniel, our governor, that they may serve justice and promote the dignity and freedom of every person, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who live and work in this community, especially those who staff our hospita hospitality industry and those who work on the sea, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For a blessing upon all human labor and for the right use of the riches of creation, that the world may be freed from poverty, famine, and disaster. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor, the persecuted, the sick, and all who suffer, for refugees, prisoners, and all who are in danger, that they may be relieved and protected. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this congregation, for those who are present and for those who are absent, that we, we may be delivered from hardness of heart and show forth your glory in all that we do. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, Lord have mercy. For our enemies and those who wish us harm and for all whom we have injured or offended, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have commended themselves to our prayers, for families, friends, and neighbors, that being freed from anxiety, they may live in joy, peace, and health. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our parish cycle of prayer, for Mike, Sue, Emma, and Allie Bush, James and Linda Cachola, and Vincent and Beth Cannon, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Hugh and Zach Zanelli, as they celebrate their graduation, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our diocesan cycle of prayer for the Church of the Holy Spirit, Charlestown, Grace Church, Providence, St. Columbia's, Middletown, and St. Barnabas, Warwick, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the communion of your church, and those whose faith is known to you alone, that with all the saints they may have rest in that place where there is no pain or grief, but life eternal. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. Rejoicing in the fellowship of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, blessed Peter, our patron, and all the saints, let us command ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. 
to you, you, O Lord, our God. And I ask your prayers this morning for all who grieve the loss of loved ones who have died at the hands of violence. We pray especially for those who died yesterday in Philadelphia. We pray for those who are, have lost their homes because of violence in their homeland, that as they seek refuge, they may be received with loving arms. And we pray for peace in Ukraine and all other places where there is war. For yours is the majesty, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you always, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. Peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Please be seated. This being the first Sunday of the month, we don't just get to celebrate Pentecost, but we get to celebrate birthdays and wedding anniversaries. So if you have a birthday or wedding anniversary during the month of June, please come forward for a blessing. Oh my goodness. Looks, looks like just us. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> so on that note, boy, at 8 o'clock we had a bumper crop of um, birthdays, so we'll invite everyone to pray for Maureen and me, who celebrate 36 years at the end of this month, I think. So. As I said, we almost didn't make it through the first year. <laughs> so the Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, you have so consecrated the covenant of marriage that in it is represented the spiritual unity between Christ and his church. I ask you, therefore, to continue to send your blessing upon Maureen and me, that we may continue to so love, honor, and cherish each other in faithfulness and patience, in wisdom and true godliness, that our home may continue to be a haven of blessing and peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with us in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, happy anniversary, dear. <laughs> Where are all my June weddings? Are you guys all off and going? I mean, come on. Uh, so anyway, ongoing announcements for this morning. Uh, on Tuesday, we have the second of our continuing series of First Tuesday Conversations, Finding Balance in Uncertain Times. And we have a very special speaker, Dr. Patricia Markham Risica, PhD, better known as Patty, <laughs> who will be presenting on her area of expertise, public health. And um, it's public health taking care of everybody is the topic. That'll be at 7 p.m. here in the church. Please bring friends. Last time we had a good show of about 70 people, and that's all because you guys invited people and came and supported. Please do the same. Also, if you feel so inclined um, to bring a baked good, because we'd love to have another um, wonderful time of refreshment and conversation immediately following um, the conversation or presentation. We'll go with whichever works. So uh, that's what's coming up on Tuesday. Also, uh, as we look forward, I'm trying to think, oh yes, June 30th, Ron has an announcement. 
Also, today we do have a coffee hour. I've seen a lot of food come in. Um, I'm understanding it's going to take place outside on the lawn. It's such a beautiful day out there. Please join us because we have to you know, make it a good day. And that means everything that came in must be consumed. <laughs> okay. And also, it's a wonderful opportunity to meet Drake and Charlie and um, introduce yourselves to them as well. Also, as you notice, we have a full complement at the altar uh, on the chancel this week. And that's because people are signing up. And it's so wonderful, and I appreciate that. There are sign-up sheets in the back of the church. We need ushers. We need readers. We need lay Eucharistic ministers. Don't worry if you don't have a license. I'm not worried. I just need, or we just need the help. And so please sign up. June is almost completely filled. We just have some slots for ushers. July is wide open. Pick a date, plan to come, and be part of that. It's greatly appreciated. Also in the back of the church, there are sign-up sheets for flowers, and I want to thank Carol for doing something wonderful and new, which is a Thanksgiving for graduation for her two grandchildren, who I thought were graduating this month, but I guess it's delayed graduation celebrations, but we thank you for um, doing something a little different and offering the flowers and Thanksgiving. That sign-up is also in the back of the church. And then, all, finally in the back of the church, the basin for the Ukraine collection is there. To date, we've raised just over $3,700 for UNICEF and their work in the Ukraine with children and refugees. We set the goal of 4,000, so we're getting closer and closer. Um, so on the way out, if you wish to make a donation, the basin is there for you, ready to go. Why am I thinking I'm missing something? Communion. Ah, yes, thank you. So um, on the Sundays that Drake is with us, if all goes well, we'll have two chalice bears, which means we will form a station of three at the crossing. It'll make life so much easier. If you come up, you receive communion, and you go to the chalice bear on the side of the church that you're sitting on and just continue around that way. No more crisscrossing and all of that. So that makes life a little bit easier. So those are my announcements at this time. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. Glory to you forever and ever. At your command, all things came to be. The vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, and planets in their courses, and this fragile Earth, our island home. By your will, they were created and have their being. From the primal elements, you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Have mercy, Lord, for we are sinners in your sight. Again and again, you called us to return. Through prophets and sages, you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time, you sent your only Son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. By his blood, he reconciled us. By his wounds, we are healed. And therefore, we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope, to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymn. Father, we who have been redeemed by him and made a new people by water and the Spirit, now bring before you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. <coughs> After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving, we celebrate his death and resurrection as we await the day of his coming. Lord God of those who've gone before us, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God of Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world about us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this holy communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Risen Lord, be known to us in the breaking of the bread. Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great High Priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit, your Church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May Almighty God, who enlightened the minds of the disciples by pouring out upon them the Holy Spirit, make you rich with his blessing, that you may abound more and more in that spirit forever. Amen. May God, who sent the Holy Spirit as a flame of fire that rested upon the heads of the disciples, burn out all evil from your hearts and make them shine with pure light of his presence. Amen. May God, who by the Holy Spirit caused those of many tongues to proclaim Jesus as Lord, strengthen your faith and send you out to bear witness to him in word and deed. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Let us join in him 531. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia.